Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. It's Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. It's on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, subscribe. And if you can, write a review. I need reviews. I love reviews. <laughs> it's hard to get people to write reviews. I think it's a pain in the ass. I don't know. Or you people don't like to put their name to something. I don't know what it is. But to get people to write reviews is kind of hard. I think a lot of people either, like, you know, they get a lot of their friends to do it. But I don't tell my friends that I do this podcast. Um, so I can't tell my friends to, to, to write Review. So I want my real listeners to write real reviews for me. So if you like my show and you feel like writing a review, write a review on Stitcher or iTunes. Uh, today I have on the show a guy named Mark. Now, um, I can't find his email. Uh, not his email, his ad that I responded to. I've been going on Craigslist lately and responding to ads um, that people place uh, online where they're looking for advice. And I send an email to them like, hey, you want to be on my show? Instead of the opposite way, because my ads looking for guests keep getting deleted and flagged for whatever. Anyway, this guy posts this ad. I saw his ad a bunch of times. It was always, uh, I always passed by it and never thought to email him, but I did. And then when he did, he said, okay, I'll be on the show. And his ad, uh, the title was, I want to be the meat in the sandwich. Meaning, and it was a man for woman, woman situation. What he was looking to do was uh, have a threesome with two women, um, and he wanted one of the women to fuck him in the ass while he was fucking another girl in the ass. And I've already taped the podcast. It's a really interesting call. He and he's very straight. This is the deal. This and which I totally get, and I think most women understand that. But guys have this weird thing about anal action. Like every guy thinks, like if they like something in their ass that it makes them gay which is ridiculous because lesbians go down on each other but so does that make me gay if I like it when my guy goes down on me like it's just the dumbest thing and I really believe that all assholes are made the same so if it feels really good for my asshole to have something inside of it and for gay men's assholes to have something inside of it wouldn't it feel really great for straight men to have something inside their ass as well um this guy is here to prove that the answer to that question is yes <laughs> and he's totally straight um and uh so it's interesting this guy has done this before it's not like something that he's looking to do that he's fantasizing about he actually had the experience and he liked it so much that he wants to do it again and he gets into detail about what he liked about it and i personally believe that straight guys listening to the show i bet you anything that even if you've never been into any kind of anal pleasure play whatever you want to fucking call it uh even if you're very anti it when you hear him describing uh what it's like and why it was good for him and what you know and what went down i have a feeling you might get a slight woody he describes it in a way that like i think guys don't understand or wouldn't expect it to be like that but it's a very straight thing that he does it doesn't mean he's gay 
And uh, it's totally enjoyable to him. He did it once, like I said, and he loved it. And he's looking to do it again. And he explains uh, all about that. He explains, you know, we get into like what kind of action he's got on Craigslist, how his first experience or a couple experiences went down with the threesome. And what kind of like open relationships he's had. He's pretty open sexually. He always has been. So he's had some really open relationships. He's had monogamous relationships. He's sort of been, he's like an outlier. You know, he's more European than he is American. I think I remember him saying that he grew up in Europe uh, for a lot of his life and then moved here. So he has that mentality. He's a little bit more open-minded than some regular American people (laughs) and he's much more open-minded than most guys because like I said he doesn't he's not so bound by that whole oh if anything goes near my ass it makes me gay which I think like regular guys are I know so many guys are like that and I think it's so ridiculous uh life's too short think out of the like to to sort of be bound by that because it's like it's kind of fun um and it feels really good and uh I think more straight guys should be open to anal play. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Mark so you could hear it from his mouth to your ears. <laughs> Sometimes I think I say things that just don't even make sense. It's so funny that I have a podcast and I can't talk. <laughs> anyway, I'll be right back on with Mark. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Mark, how are you? Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. I like people who are on time. You're two minutes early. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, you know, I've I, I worked as a, as a the recorded part. I assume I work in the production world, so I understand the importance of timeliness. So do you, so you're, you're, you post an ad on Craigslist looking for like, you're looking for a girl you want to fuck a girl in the ass while some other girl fucks you in the ass, right? Like, you want, a, like, a threesome? Well, it's a threesome. I'm not necessarily looking to fuck her in the ass. I'm looking to engage in sexual activities with one woman while another one is uh, penetrating my ass. Right. And you ha- and you put in there, like, you're totally straight and you're really not looking for a dude. And you probably, got a, you probably get, like, a lot of emails from guys, right? I get a fair share of emails from guys. Um, and, of course... People who just like to offer judgment and telling me, you know, you're not straight, man. You like not to, you know, all those words are fluid, but, you know, you know, you can imagine the kind of responses you get. Which no, is kind of amusing yeah. from a social observation, yeah. Yeah, totally. Why does that mean that you're gay? Just because you want to get fucked in? I think that's so stupid. Like, I, I feel like guys are so dumb that way, and I think that that's like a really homophobic sort of view of things. And I, I think a lot of guys are afraid of ass play because they think, oh, if I like something in my ass... It means I'm fucking gay when, you know, every ass is made the same. It feels good sometimes to have something in your ass for anyone. It does, so it's really about who's putting it in there that would make you gay or not. Exactly. And the irony of the fact, of course, is that these same guys are the same ones who are asking women to, you know, offer up their ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Right. So, you know, it's sort of like, well, you know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, it's yeah, it's it's kind of funny. And why are they even bothering to write you and have a conversation? Like, that's weird, too. Like, I get a lot of um, emails from people on Craigslist sometimes, like, trashing me or my show. And I always email them back and be like, hey, you want to be on? You could totally do this, like, via on my show. Like, because I think it would be really interesting to get kind of these people that are on there that are just, like, I don't know, really mean. And they like to, like, call people out, like, via, you know, email. Yeah, well, that's like a whole other subject. So, yeah. you know, the personality who, like, has nothing better to do. Totally. Is just like to find fault in the whatever, like, <laughs> uptightness, which is really not that uptight. God, I'm, not, not, I'm completely open and not judgmental, but I'm like, God, you know, seriously, what is it that's your deep, dark thing that you just can't even talk about? Because yeah, I know exactly. Gotta, otherwise, she would have been attacking me. Because how did they find you unless they were on there to begin with, right? And for me, I'm like always, I always call those people out and invite them onto my show because I can handle my own and I have a thick skin. I don't, you want to trash my show, that's fine. Like, let's get on a call and do it. You know, um, and they never, they never step up. It's really, it's no, like, I totally, uh, I, I totally hear where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's get back to you. So what's your deal? Like, what's your history? And like, who are you? How, how old are you? Are you in a relationship or have you ever been married? Like, what's your deal? Um, I am, I'm in my forties. Uh huh. So and I, I, I'm, I'm useful looking, apparently. I've got good genes. I don't look my age, apparently. So, but you know, um. Scale uh, so, of one to 10, you know, what would you rate yourself? Um, God, I, I'm not like, you know, that, that always makes it happen to make yourself like vain or egotistical, but I'm definitely, uh, I'm an above average looking guy. I'd say eight. Okay, I'm cool. Nice. Yeah, you know, I, I'm so, um, who's that? Uh, you know, I, I, I have obviously a very open mind when it comes to sex. I've always, uh, not had any judgment in terms of, uh, sexual, I've, I've not had any problems. In other words, I've, I've appealing sexual relationships and, uh, in a selective means. Uh-huh, right. Have you ever been married? Are you in a relationship now? Have you had... Uh, yeah, I've had long-term relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and some some have, you know, and in various degrees. I've been in long-established monogamous relationships. I've been in open relationships. I've, you know, I've... I'm currently... I, I couldn't say I'm completely single because I do have female friends and some more regular than others. But the point, I would not, like, you know, I check on my IRS statement single. Right. But you but are you currently in a, you're not currently in a monogamous relationship with anyone, though? No, I am not. No, there's, right. I, that's, I haven't been in for some time, and, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable that way. Right, right, right. Are you happier that way, or were you happier in the open relationship compared to the monogamous relationship? You know what? I mean, I can't say. For each, you know, happier is kind of a subjective word. Uh-huh. There's a, there's definitely um, pros and cons. Um, to you both. Know, it's, uh, you know, what I do in terms of, you know, work, what I do in terms of just my everyday, my my flighty, artistic, gypsy, vagabond lifestyle. Uh-huh. Probably not conducive to... Um, uh, long-term relationships, and I recognize mm-hmm. that. So I'm not fooling anybody. So, you know, it's like I'm not entering into, you know, relationships with women who expect anything more. It's pretty much up front. I'm like, oh, oh, by the way, uh, this isn't going to work out. Or, you know, I'm not like the guy who runs for anything. Someone gets serious. I never say never anything. I mean, I can meet someone in a half hour from now and suddenly like, that's it, you know. I'm, I'm completely changing my ways after so many years. So that's kind of where I come from. Well, where, what do you, explain your vagabond lifestyle. Like, what do you do that makes your, um, light, like, what makes it un, unworkable for a relationship? Um, I, I, I don't have set job hours. I work for myself on contract basis in a creative world. Uh-huh. Probably the easiest way. And, uh, as a result, I'm, uh, you know, 
I don't have your traditional nine to five hours. I tend to travel here and there. I'm one who will get up and like, you know, I got some time off now. I'm going to go to, you know, Spain for a couple of weeks right. and then mm-hmm. come back. So I have this, that aspect. And it's just, you know, the settle down plus the simple fact is I've always been from a very young age. Uh, not quite. I want to say a loner because that's not quite weird. But I've had more friendships with women than I have in men. I'm not a, a guy who hangs around with the guys. Right. Kind of my aspect. So hanging out with women has always been my things. And you know, I find for some again odd reason, which I can't figure out, women have a tendency to view that as though, you know, oh, you're gonna, you know, go out and find somebody else. And it's not like I'm actually looking like I can't wait to nail that one. You know, it's not like right. I don't come from that perspective. <laughs> But, you know, I'm not, I recognize, you know, my weaknesses. But what do you mean? When you're friends with women, they get possessive over even just your friendship and they're worried about you going out and meeting another girl? Well, I mean, when you're like, yeah, some women have a tendency to be a little, like, you know, that way. Like, Uh you know, there's a little possessiveness I've ran encountered, but I haven't, you know, that's a while. I mean, since, you know, you're kind of up front. I don't know if that's something that happened more when I was in my 20s and 30s, but I think as you get older, a lot of that petty bullshit goes away. Right, a lot of it doesn't, some of it doesn't. But so, but do you sleep with most of your girlfriends, or a lot of your girlfriends are just friends? Uh, a combo. Some friends are, have, you know, we've crossed that line. I think it's easier. I think a lot of um, guys that I know that keep it, I'm a girl that always had a lot of girlfriends, but I've always had a lot of guy friends too. And I think when you have a lot of companionship from the opposite sex, even when you're not sleeping with them, it definitely is, um, it makes you less needy of having relationships in a weird way right because you're getting I totally understand. exactly that need met right and then you could kind of get sex and it's kind of like you know I've always felt like I'm like kind of a commitment phobe or I don't know what it is but I know that I think having friendships with guys and then I'm a I'm a woman right so I could go fuck anyone I want when I want to exactly. I mean, right so really unless I really like someone I'm not gonna have a relationship because I have my needs kind of met in a way with other people yeah, yeah, there is sort of, I mean, it, 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 unfortunately, you know, it's now, it's trying the right word to describe it. I mean, there's the a la carte aspect of, you know, friendships. I mean, yeah. Kind of how, I, I mean, and it, it sounds, society does not actually still accept it, but they don't. It's sort of like, you know, I, I don't know. It works for me. <laughs> right. Having that kind of like a girlfriend and five different girls. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Right, so really, you'd have to like really, if you met one girl that had it all, like if you met the one girl that had it all, you'd probably settle down with that girl. But until then, you get your needs met otherwise. Clearly, you know, in my past, I've had relationships that have seemed to work in that aspect, and then just you know, and you know, with the exception of you know one, <laughs> um, we're, we're still friends. So uh-huh. you know, it hasn't been like I, I don't have. There's not like you know, there's not posters of me saying you know, asshole of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When you're in a monogamous relationship, you stay. When you were in that monogamous relationship, I'm assuming you stayed monogamous, or did you cheat? Were you pretty faithful? Oh, I've never, I've never cheated. I mean, that's kind of weird because people would assume so. But no, I mean, I've been. I mean, when things have gotten to the point where there's temptation Uh or discussion, it's been like, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think? And actually, it's how one relationship morphed from monogamous to an open relationship because she was like, hey, I'm cool with this too, and then you know. It just sort of turned out more so with, you know, a lot of other outside factors. But that, so it's just like I kind of I kind of come from the point, you know, you know, I don't need to. You just be who yourself is, and you know, you know, don't hide behind a lot of bullshit. 
Right. You're just really honest with who you are, what you want. And you're also that way you're as forthright with yourself. Like you're honest with yourself. Therefore, you're honest with other people. I think the biggest people's biggest problem is they're not honest with themselves. And then they, you know, they. Well, I think they or they want to, but there's so much, you know, expectations totally. and uh, society expectations uh-huh. and the social expectations that, you know, well, and the whole still, you know, at some point we still all, you know, we're all guilty of it, even so, in different aspects. We still have to fall back to, you know, uh, it's like high school type bullshit. <laughs> The high school bullshit of what? Having, <laughs> you know, of, of, you know what you're supposed to be and what, you know, what, you know, template you're supposed to follow. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've never fallen yeah. into that. Like, you haven't done that because you still haven't been married. You have, a, like, a, you have an open and, like, you know, you don't follow the typical career path either. So you just live your, your life. You didn't buy into that sort of book. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. I, I didn't either, so I understand that. I understand your personality and your way of life more so than anything else because I never read the book. I'm not interested. I actually, like, I think I just go the opposite way just because everybody else does something. Like, I'm kind of rebellious that way. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I moved around a lot as a kid. We didn't move to the United States until I was 12. So, you know, I mean, I got all the state background. Yeah, I'm almost like more into marriage now because it's becoming like something that nobody's doing. And I like I feel like one day if it ever becomes like the like the thing that nobody does, I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to get married. I'm like really into being married now. And then I suddenly go, oh, I'm just being contrary. (laughs) Totally. I think sometimes I'm really not that interesting. I'm just I'm just rebellious. Like everyone goes left. I'm going to go right. I just kind of think like the majority of people aren't necessarily always right. So if everyone's doing something, I kind of think like, oh, maybe that's not really the right thing to do. Because I think most people are kind of dumb, which is terrible to say on my podcast. But, you know, whatever. Let's get back to you and like your sort of sexual interests. Like, so have you ever yet, like, have you found a woman to do that? Or have you still not yet fulfilled that fantasy? I guess I should start on how it all happened. Okay, totally. Because so, uh, that would be, you know, it's not like every day, like, hey, I enjoy this, or I will, you know. It right. Like, uh, you know, it was, it's, um, uh, it sort of happened by, you know, I, yeah, I have no problems, but I'm a woman, I'm pretty open. So I ended up hooking up with this woman. Mm-hmm. Her and I had a great time. And we were like, you know, and she happened to want to explore having another woman join her. Mm-hmm. And she had played with this woman before and thought the idea of, you know, threesome. And, of course, being, you know, a heterosexual male, I mean, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, woo-hoo, you know. Yeah, you hit the jackpot. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm there, and, you know, it's the same thing. And so you're there, and, you know, the friend had ball on toys. And it was fun. You know, I'm watching. All the cliche things are happening. And then suddenly, you know, I'm like, fucking the other chick. And um, simply put, I'm 
biting my ass. Like, he goes, is this okay? I'm like, yeah, go for it, go for it. And then it was like slowly, you know, fingers. And then the next thing I discover, it was, you know, that their fingers are pretty big. <laughs> and I am feeling myself getting fucked in the ass while I'm fucking with the other girl. And I was like, oh, this is different. You know, there's that little like shock value. And then it was like, and it was a way, it wasn't what I expected, to be honest with you, you know, because, you know, there was this aspect. And it was like, very, very, you know, hot. It was just, I mean, I'm in the middle. I am like getting, you know, right. in this whole point. It was like intense. And that's right. the only way I could. And so it was a very, very fun time. And, you know, subsequently, you know, it has been, you know, I've had without a third party, I've had myself done. And, you know, it's it's fun. And I'm not going to say it isn't. But what was interesting from that experience was totally going on the sidebar is I learned a lot about anal sex. Right. Because I was on the receiving end as opposed to, you know, the perception from a perspective, you know. So I kind of understand it a little from a different angle uh-huh. than most men would. So it was an educational process. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it was fun. And so What did you learn about you, anal sex that you could tell people? Because I think a lot of guys don't think that they could just put it in a girl's ass and it's like, good to go. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, it's it's slow. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to have this pornography violent submission kind of aspect to it. You know, it's not like you're my bitch kind of thing. It's a very, it can be a very, I mean, a very interesting thing. I'm sure, you know, you know Man could probably explain it better, but right. but it was just sort of a you know. But there is, it's not this sort of like you know what you would think. It was very the, the she, you know it was the first that guys asked ever fuck, so it was completely different. But it was um you know it felt really it's hard to explain, but it was just you know you learned a lot. It was the feeling how basically how your ass takes it, where it feels, the ways you go, the depth, you know, all the things that you know. I'm not receiving and you don't get the experience when you're the giver. Mm-hmm. So totally. You have so, no idea. But I think all assholes are are the same, right? So it feels the same way for you that it feels for me, right? I think that's one thing that men and women could relate to. I don't think guys' assholes are any different than women's assholes. No, no, I, no. It, it, you know, it's yeah. there. You feel it. Mm-hmm. You understand. You don't understand, like, you know, it's not, you know, you have to. So, and, and, and it's a completely different aspect to it. I mean, for myself, the, the pleasure that I was receiving was, and this is the question that always comes up, you know, uh, you know, you take your dinner and fucking your ass. You know, there's something about um, the softness of a woman, especially like her breast, you know, up against your back uh-huh. at the same time. And that feeling is that there's a, you know, the back aspect of yourself. You really don't realize there's a lot of very sensual and, you know, triggers there that mm-hmm. you really don't experience from a male perspective in most sexual situations. And that aspect, you know, while you're giving pleasure to somebody else, you're receiving pleasure from the other person, and you're basically in the middle. Yeah. It was um, it was like, you know, it's, 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 it's damn good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of guys listening right now, maybe they never thought of it, but when you're really explaining the like uh, it very sort of in detail like probably a lot of guys are like getting a little hard like oh my god that might actually be hot and they could imagine why that would be hot you know and it definitely is because you're feeling like especially because she's you know it, it's not like I, mean, I think a lot of people especially you know it goes, it goes back to the, the perception of, you know i think it's, it's it's related from 
I guess, porn for the uh-huh. reasons. It's mostly it's mostly illustrated and that kind of thing as as a as a taking. You know, you're just a damn little you know piece of shit kind of aspect. So, and I, I mean, that can be fun for many people's play, but that's not how it's perceived in my own interaction. You mean you think that, that most I, of the time anal sex is sort of it has to be like in a degrading done in a degrading way. I think way? it has. I think it's one of the issues with it. I'm kind of everywhere else. I think uh-huh. it's just because of it comes a lot, I think, from, you know, it's not exactly, you know, a self-lubricating oven. Right. <laughs> so, you know, so there takes a lot of um, excessive foreplay, you know, built of the intensity, getting totally. into the scene. A lot of, there's a lot of work that goes before you actually get into it. It's not like, okay, we're ready. Yeah, but some guys so think, think that and they traumatize women by thinking that that's the way that it goes because they haven't had your experience and they don't understand it. I was always into anal sex from a very young age. I was like turned my boyfriends onto it most of the time. I was the first person to be like, hey, let's do this. And they'd be like, okay. But I always knew because I was sort of very comfortable sexually, like how to make it happen for myself where it was okay. Like I would micromanage the situation and I knew I had to be really super turned on and they would go really slow until I wanted it really fucking fast. And then I'd come in like two seconds because it's too amazing. Um, And I think that that would be for any girl, but I think so many girls don't like it because some guy thinks that they could just stick their dick in really hard right away and nobody could handle that and when they do that in porn those girls are like on drugs or those poor things they're just right. they're getting paid for that okay but that's not the way it feels good in the beginning it's a lot of acting going on people totally. and, you yeah. know, and, and you know it goes back to the same thing in the in this recent experience aspect there you know you and from you know i'm having you know you're receiving pleasure while you're you know Basically, you know, you're fucking somebody else, and you're getting your prostate massaged by a woman. And right. From, from the back, and you're like, you know, it's just like, whoa, wow. <laughs> and then, you know, it's sort of, you know, it's, there's some pretty good moments that, that occur. Yeah, because imagine either one of those things a lot of guys would love separately. Like, a lot of guys would love to be able to fuck a girl in the ass because I remember seeing somebody once explain the difference between, like, vaginal sex and anal sex. You know what's interesting? Because, and, and, and you're saying this, I don't think I've ever fucked a girl in the ass while I was getting fucked in the ass. So that's the interesting thing. Oh, so <laughs> th- gonna... that was, like, the first time that you even had anal sex regularly is what you're saying? Well, no, I'd had, I'd had anal sex separately. But the first time that I had my own ass penetrated, I was fucking her. Right, exactly. But you have that. But I'm just saying, most guys would love to just have anal sex, right? Maybe some guys would like to just have a girl fuck them in the ass. But how many guys really ever thought about doing both of those things at the same time? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's true. And then there's, and of course, then if you think about it, there's that aspect of like, how do I make this happen? But it happened for you. It's 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 happened on more than one occasion. So either I just like have this like, hey, what the hell attitude that people are like, go for it. He's a happy go lucky person. I mean, it's not like I picked these women up the same night. You know, it's been you know I've gotten to know them a little bit more before mm-hmm. we just like get down to that. That's not exactly a like a first hookup. Hey, what do you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> But how would you recommend? Like, because I think, like, you might turn a lot of guys onto this idea, right? And this would become, like, some how guy's fantasy. No, this would be some guys, like, a lot of guys' fantasy, maybe. And they'll be like, oh, how do I make that happen? You say it's happened to you on more than one occasion with two real women at the same time, or a woman and, like, a toy? Or, or no, well, I mean, there's always a toy involved. Quick. Right. Well, there was the one time that, okay, there's the one time that it occurred, like I mentioned, the first time it ever happened. Uh huh. And then, and then. I had a subsequent uh, sessions with the same women, uh-huh. and then there has been since then, um, 
you know, one other time that it just sort of happened that, you know, a, you know, I, you know, I'm there with a woman, uh, and her friend and, um, we're, you know, having fun. And then, you, you know, Hey, you know, I've suggested it. I'm like, Hey, if you want to go for it, it's like, what? You're, you're cool with that. You know, cause it's also something a lot of women have never done. Right. So that aspect just alone, not necessarily in a threesome situation. Oh, you mean you're welcoming me to play with your ass? That's kind of cool. Oh God, some not. guys won't even let you put a f- finger even close. They think it makes them gay. So they're like, well, I usually find if you're naked with a, another woman, another guy, and you have toys in the situation, you're probably pretty open to that. <laughs> oh, you were with a guy and a woman? Uh, uh, no, not with a guy and a woman. I've not had that. Oh, I mean, I'm not I, talking I about that. I'm not. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a guy with a guy and a woman. I'm talking with a guy and just a woman. Most guys will not even let you put their your finger near there. A lot of guys are very anti any kind of anal play whatsoever. Yeah, because it, it's perceived as for some reason make you know, them gay. If they like it, which and, is so and, stupid. It's a whole, you know, it's a whole ridiculousness of these weird like. You know, black and white worlds we live in. Yeah, they're dumb. Those guys, listen, those guys are missing out. because, And I tell my guy friends that because I'm like, oh, your ass is no different than mine. And I'm going to tell you, like, it feels really good. And if you don't like... That's what you learn. Yeah. Right, right. You're better. You, you could get probably more girls to have anal with you now because you know how to enter. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to gloat, but yeah, no, I'm not... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, that's what you were saying before. That's the whole point. How did the second one go down again? You're fooling around with a girl. You guys are having a threesome, right? Another girl's involved. Yeah, and then I suggested it. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, you want to try this? I'm like, you know, there's the like, what? You know, you don't have to sit and watch or play, you know, you don't, if you want to, go for it. He's like, okay. Right. You know, put the coin, see who gets it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Right. So the second time, it was just as good as the first time. The same sort of scenario. Her tits on your back. She you know what? Actually, you. I, yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, that, that, that part is actually it's hard to describe. I mean, really, I mean, feeling like a set of hard nipples running down your back while you're getting your ass fucked and you're fucking somebody else or getting a blowjob or whatever. Your cock's being worked on by another woman and yeah. the other woman. It's just it's it's, it's great. I don't think it's hard. I mean, I think a lot of guys probably, while you explain it that way, could actually imagine it because I feel like it's the same thing if a woman's on top, right? And they they feel that. So they can't. They maybe never thought of it, but if you flip it around, like you said, a back is a very erotic area. There are a lot of nerve endings there, right? So imagine you do that. That's just like a whole other thing to explore. And I think maybe guys haven't thought about it, but they could imagine why that would be hot. For sure. So now you're on Craigslist looking for people because you want to do it again? Well, of course. You know, it's also a combination. I mean, it's Craigslist, okay? Uh-huh. You have a realistic assumption of what Craigslist is. Anybody who thinks it's like – but it's you know, I put it out there, number one, just, you know, hey, it, 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 throw the fish out, throw the bait out and see what happens and see if anyone does respond. Right. Then, you know, you're, and you're not – you're getting a couple, you know, I'm interested in that, but I don't have a friend. I mean, she says, okay, you know, talk, you know, a lot, a lot of Q&A happens. And then, of course, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of, like, you know, just people who just, you know. And it so it turns into kind of a sociological observation, but much like this discussion here, yeah. I get a lot of asking questions about it. And uh-huh. so, you know, it's, a, it's kind of an educational thing. I mean, I, have, I don't expect a Craigslist to be, like, a gold mine for this. But there's not a lot of opportunities to... um 
Express that. <laughs> like, hey, right, where else? There's like, adult, you know, another <laughs> place where I go to find guests, like callers, is adult friend finders. But I get from, like, the people from there, the guys tell me that they don't meet a lot of women that really want to hook up in real life on that site. I have checked that place out before, and, and there's a lot of, I'm very leery of, of sites, and, you know, Craigslist is just as bad, where, you know, my responses seem to be from automated robots. A lot of and what? Uh, they don't seem real. It's a very much an automated robot like interest. It's like, especially you know, there's a lot of comments that come in and like upgrade and stuff. So it's just that's just a whole side project. Right. On my feelings about that place, but you know, I've heard about it more. But How it long have you been advertising this scenario on Craigslist, and have you had anybody that was interested in doing it? I had people who expressed interest. I've uh-huh. met people. I've met a couple women who we've discussed that nothing has matured into a third party, but... What's going on with those women now? Have you screwed those women just by yourself? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I mean, yeah, it's not like a lot of them. I've had this about, about six months off and on. I kind of rotated up there just for, you know, observation and see mm-hmm. what happens. Right. Okay. So, but those girls were into it. You just need to find a third party? Yeah, I mean, it was more of this you know, kind of, kind of, I guess, is the basis. You need to find a third party, but then again, you know, you met somebody, and then you start talking, and he's like, if it happens, it happens. It's not like checklist must complete. Right. Yeah, but I'm sure on a certain level, you're in your 40s. You know, we all know at that point how to get what we want. You know, even if you have to go in the yeah, back door, I mean, if you know what your end you know, goal you, is, you could make that shit happen. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you could, and it's one of those things that you never know. I never say never. It's I guess it's, it's, I mean, expanding your database of interested people. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> you never know, you know. It's like, you know, you meet new people, and even if it's not a sexual means that you meet some guy, I do enjoy meeting other people, getting to know them, finding out what they're all about. <laughs> and then, you know, that that that, that does still be, uh, you know, that still wins out over everything else. You know, if there's something about that, even if it's not, <laughs> like, on a basic sexual thing, just... You know, what makes people tick and a good conversation can you know, open a lot of doors. Right. So you're open to that, too. And then if it goes to be like if you get what you're ultimately looking for, which is that a threesome experience, that'd be really great. But you're not like forcing it to happen on any way. In any yeah. Way. Well, one of the, I, mean, one of, I mean, yeah, you know, you put an ad out there and I guess in some ways you sort of have, you know, skipped over about like, you know, 20 a big, long, leafy point that most people's relationships or interactions with people to get to that point where uh-huh. you bring this up. And you're like, here it is. Here's, here's the, quote, freaky thing I'm into, unquote. You know, uh, so we cut that out of the way. So let's talk about it. Anyhow. Right, right, right. And then you feel like you could be with yourself with that person. That's not a bad thing. Have you dated, like, any of these girls? Like, you say you screwed a couple of them. Like, do you stay friends with them? Or are you still with them? I'm still friends. You know, we date. I mean, I, I, mean, I hang out with them. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say, it's not like, you know, it's not like a general, you know, it's not like a disposable thing. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it turns into a relationship yeah, of whatever that is, like a friendship. Yeah, slash... it's a friendship. It's a level of friendship with someone. Uh-huh. I mean, there's been other women not related to this ad who I've met, which has just been like, hey, that was fun. And then, you know, move on. Right, right, right. That's cool. I mean, listen, you like you say, you put it out there. You never know. It's like you're planting a seed. It could grow into that exact scenario, or it could grow into other things. Like you say, you've had some friendships. You you've gotten laid with some women. Like whatever. It's also interesting here. I mean, usually, you know, someone responding to this post has a pretty broad mind. Uh-huh. So I'm always interested. Like, what is it you want to try? What are you into? Because you know, I. <laughs> I'm more than willing to hear it. It could be fun. <laughs> right. What have you gotten from women when you when you pose that question? Uh, oh, 
What do women want? Like, what's the most interesting thing that you figured out about women when you start to get into it and you put your shit out there? Like, what have women come back with you that was maybe, like, sort of surprising or interesting? Not, nothing's really a surprise. I mean, a lot of women that I talk to, it does seem to be, they want to be interesting enough. They want to have that, you know, I want to be really, really naughty. Right. And because I can't. And this is my chance to, like, do it and not be perceived as this then, you know, get out of bed and fucking slut. I mean, right. that's, I mean yeah. it's like, and you're, I mean, you are really, you're open to letting me be as filthy-minded uh-huh. and listen to my, I mean, you know, like, you know, you're willing to, like, you know, I will tell you, and you're not judging me. Yeah, because most guys do. Most guys do. And that, I think, is the reason why women can't really be their freaky selves. Because they they know that a guy will judge them. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's sad, but true. And, you know, and that's, I mean, it's true. So they, they have to, there's a, there's, and, and there's a certain, you know, I mean, if I, my advice to men is, you know, you know don't, don't judge them. I mean, because trust me, once they feel comfortable in yeah. revealing that side to you, <laughs> you are going to have a good life. Yeah, you're going to be a lot happier. But there's something weird about how, like, a lot of guys, especially in your generation in that age range, 40s and 50s, that's my Mm -hmm. age range. That's my generation, too, where the men have that Madonna whore complex. And they, they, I think they're very happy keeping it that way. I don't think that they want to. I think that they want their girl that they bring home to their mommy and that is the mother of their baby to be, like, a, you know, a prude. And they want to fuck the whore on the side. And I don't know that that guy even wants to put that together. Like, I don't know. Even though we all know that that guy'd be happier to get the both in one. And he'd live like he wouldn't have to exhaust himself living such a double life. But I don't know. I think men like to keep that separate. I don't know if they like to keep it separate. I think they, yeah. I think they, they keep it separate because in reality they can't handle it. Right. Maybe. They're the ones mm-hmm. who... They're the ones, I think, who walk away with the shame. You know, right. oh, I'm a rotten person because I've done this. <clears throat> so it's sort of like, you know, maybe just, you know, that's, I think that's where I think it comes from. I had a guy recently on a call who um, was into, like, some really dirty things, and he had this girl that they were, like, sort of booty calling each other, and he was, like, jizzing on her face or doing all kinds of stuff that they liked. And then when they decided to get into a relationship, quote-unquote, and they sort of put a label to something, he started to feel like, oh, now that she's my girlfriend, I can't do these dirty things with her. I don't want to do that to her. I feel different sexually with her. Um, And then it ruined the relationship. By the and way, that's the other, well, if, if she's doing these things with me, God knows what she's doing with someone else. And that, that, that's a whole possessive crap. That's, you know, that's a- yeah, I don't know. It's sad because I personally think the best person to be really dirty with is somebody that you're really close and feel very comfortable with as a woman, because I don't. You know, I'm a woman. I'm not want to. I don't want to sleep with a different guy every single day. I always preferred to have long term booty calls, and right, I yeah. could let. And the more comfortable I am, and the more I know somebody, the more I could let my freak flag fly, and then sex could be great. But you, you know, and then it's not really dirty because it's like you're doing it with someone you're close with. Because you're 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 that that is um that feeling of comfort that you totally. know I'm not going to be judged. They're going to. They're going to let me be me. And if I go in some, like, left turn because it's just across my mind, right. you know, they're not going to, like, you know, aghast and run away. They might go, whoa, <laughs> that's kind of crazy and laugh about it. <laughs> and, but they're, they're, not they're on the same that, page. They're, they're able to sort of show you that side of themselves, too. You know, a lot of guys yeah. keep that. I get a lot of calls from a lot of guys on my show. And what people love about my show, especially men, is that they could call in and, like, really sort of reveal their deep 
deepest, darkest sort of sexual side mm-hmm. and feel like they're not being judged, whereas they feel like they totally would be. And they probably would by most women that they know, because not just men have that sort of view and judgmental view. Like women, too. So men can't really be as honest with women about all the dirty shit that they're into as well. But if everyone could right. sort of be open about it, you do that dirty shit with your partner. That's the the best way to be. But then you could also be romantic and everything else with it. And it's yeah, fun. I mean, it, there's like if it comes from that point that people may have this pre you know society or whatever perceived template that they bought into that this is how I'm supposed to behave. This is what I'm supposed to do. And if I vary, if I you know fall out of this because of you know religion or you know upbringing or whatever, you know, or people will find out and judge me. It's like, yeah, who cares? But, you know, I think that's where... Yeah, at the end of the day, I think people take sex way too seriously and they put too much into it. And I think, you know, whatever you do within your relationship is your own business. And if you have trust within a relationship and you're with somebody that you trust and you guys really love each other, like you could you could have like the best time sexually. And that's what it's about. But I think that a lot of a lot of times when people pair up, none of those things happen. People don't trust each other. People aren't really honest with each other. Well, I people- think you I think you hit the big point there. I think people take sex way too seriously. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's nothing there's nothing that is a bigger turn off than someone who can't laugh at the absurdity of it. <laughs> like, right. Or doesn't want to enjoy the fun of it or thinks that you know what I mean? Because it's like I cannot be I must be really serious. I'm like, oh God, you know fun. Yeah, I just think that way. And also, like, in seriousness, like, they just take it, like, they're very, they sort of look at other people, what they do sexually, and they sort of judge mm-hmm. them by it or they define them by it. I think that's your own personal thing, you know? And right. it doesn't really matter. As long as you're not, like, fucking animals that are helpless or children, you know, what does it matter? Are you, are you, as long as you're not hurting anyone, exactly. you know, violating you're consenting anyone in any Exactly. It's really nobody's fucking business, and it doesn't define people. That's what I love about my show. I get guys on here or and women who have done pretty crazy things that if somebody just heard about the things that they do, they'd probably pass judgment and be like, oh, my God, that guy's this or that. But I talk to people on my show most of the time for 45 minutes to an hour, and I get to – I grill them like Barbara Walters, and I feel like – I make people realize that these people are other there. There's more to them than that. And most of these people seem like very normal to me. It's just what they like to do sexually. And why does that change them as people? You know, I, I like, I just for the record, I like a lot of things. I'm not like exclusively like I need to have my ass fucked on. Right. All right. <laughs> just for, I mean, although it's, you know, I'm open to it. Right. That's like the number one thing right now for you. <laughs> Listen, you make it sound really hot. I think like a lot of, I think Thanks. you gave a lot of guys a Woody, I'm telling you, by the way you described it. I have no problems if guys get Woody's over, you know, I, I, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to go like, oh my God, I have cleansed myself because some guy got a Woody over my story. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even think of that. But yeah, right. Some guys would be like, oh my God, don't say that. But yeah, you're obviously not homophobic. You like no, ass no, play no. for yourself, especially the way you had it, which you're pretty lucky. I think a lot of guys would probably wish to be in that scenario. You've been in it more than once. I would encourage them to, you know, give it a shot. You yeah. learn something, and you probably like it. Yeah, you, you know, I'm surprised that do you live in a city like I don't know if you want to out where you live like that you haven't been able to meet. A I'd woman. rather not. Be, I'd rather not mention the city I'm from. Now. Yeah, that's fine. But are you are from a city though? You're not from a suburban. You're, do you live in a city or like a suburban area? I live. I live in a city. I've lived in a city for you know. I've, I've lived a lot of places, but I've uh-huh. lived in a city for uh, twenty something years now. Right. I've lived in the city. Before that, I had lived briefly in the suburbs. 
And and I think a lot of my just mentality, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, I moved to the United States when I was 12 years old. So, right. Where you know, did I you lived, from? I was, uh, my mother's French and my father's Italian, so we uh-huh. lived both in France and Italy. Right. So if you lived so, there, you wouldn't have half of the shit that you have to deal with. Here, I know, you know. It's much more open-minded. But I think, but I do think maybe that uh, early, you know, aesthetic and cultural awareness kind of like is in your DNA. Right, and maybe that's why you feel like you're so open-minded. But you'd have to live in a city. I feel like you'll you'll you find more open, you know, people that are more like-minded like you, than if you were like in some like small town area. Yeah, I don't know? think I don't think. Well, you never know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think but there's more. There's a larger. There's a lot of population pool that would be in a small town. So, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, listen, it's not like the people in the suburbs. They're actually more probably freaky. I'm just saying that the people in the cities are more honest and real about who they are. So you ha- you could be yourself more so. I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. I live in New York City for like over 20 okay. years. And I lived in New Jersey for about 20. I'm like sort of lived in both places equally at this point. And I have to say, I like I mean, New York City is much more in tune with who I am than New Jersey um, because I could just be myself more here and i still get people calling me crazy or weird whatever but it's i find more people that i feel exact i always say crazy is a compliment but i get more people that i could relate to here than in new jersey and i don't believe that people in new jersey aren't like us i just think they hide it more the only reason they call you crazy is because you cleaned up the lower east side too much (laughs) because of what wait because i what because your city cleaned up the lower east side too much and you drove all the wacko crazies out yeah, exactly. It's so different. I mean, I remember the East Village when I, I would have I had a friend who lived on 11th Street and Avenue A and I when I would visit him like back in the day, you'd hear gunshots outside. That was just totally oh, yeah. the norm. That was norm. That was like a normal thing that went down. I briefly lived in I, I briefly lived in uh, on Avenue A too. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now it's like yuppies and, you know, in places. Yeah, I mean, you, you walk down there and you're like, oh, you people would have hated it next year. <laughs> yeah, it's still dirty, though. I don't really like the Lower East Side. But yeah, like the city's cleaned up and changed. But I prefer cities because they're more culturally, di- like there's, they're more diverse. And I like, you know, all kinds of people. And I get bored really easy. And I think just people that live in smaller towns just tend to sort of hide their shit more. I don't think that they're less interesting or they don't, they do less crazy stuff than people do in the city. I just think that they tend to keep it under wraps a little bit more. You know, right. they're not, they're more afraid to be who they are. Um, exactly. And I think a city is a place where people who really want to be themselves and not feel like an outcast. And like you say, you call yourself kind of like a loner, but not really. But like in a city, I, what I always explain to people is like what's so great about New York is like you could kind of be alone, but you always have people around you. So you're never really alone. But if you don't really like people, it's a great place to live. <laughs> That's a good descriptive. I like it. Yeah, right? Because you could kind of keep yourself away from people, but you're still around people. And so it's like a great place for people who want to be a loner because you don't but you're not like living in the woods by yourself which, you know? which most people would never think I mean, right it's exactly true. it sort of sounds like the opposite of what it is but it's true right. I don't, you know it's not like i i'm always like oh god maybe i'd be happier on a deserted island because sometimes people irritate me a lot but like that's what i love about new york because if i just want to be alone i could go out and i could walk all day and be alone yet there's tons of people around me and i could take it all in and i, I i'm a people person and i love analyzing right. people and it gives my brain so much to do which that's what i love about it but anyway 
So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not like, I mean, I a lot of times have people call in for my podcast because they have a problem or they, you know, they sort of, or they call in and they talk about their secret lives. It's not even like this is like a secret for you, right? This is just the shit that you like to do and you're pretty straight up about what you like well, to do. Well, I mean, I, I don't have like a big banner and go out and say, right. hey, you know, this <laughs> I like, I mean, it's not like, I <laughs> No, secret life would be this. Secret life, what I mean is like, it's not like you're married and you have this ad out on the side and you're doing this. That's what I mean, secret life. No, I mean, when, when someone meets me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm who I am. I'm not, you know. Yeah, you're not like, you know, like some people live like these double lives. You're not living a double life. This is who you are. This is what you like. And your life right. sort of allows you to do it without you having to lie to multiple people. Totally, totally. Which is great. I think that that's great. You know, I feel like that's a very, that's the best way to be because it takes the least amount of energy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of energy in creating a character. <laughs> totally, absolutely, and yeah, lying create, and everything. Yeah, you know, if you're going to create a character, then you, you know. Yeah, and just, and keep up with your lies and stuff. I don't lie because it's just too exhausting and I can't remember exactly. it. And it just, it takes too much time. And to me, the truth is always so much easier, no matter what it is. I think it's, I'm fine with it. It's the problem is a lot of people don't like the truth, you know, but I think that your truth is interesting. I wish you luck in your Craigslist ad. Hopefully you'll find that, but it sounds like it'll happen in your life anyway. Like it could just happen. It's happened in your life before without Craigslist, so you don't even really need that ad. But that's ads out there just in case it, it happens to get the it, right? Out there, the, the ads out there, you know, it, 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 it makes for, you know, boring days of reading responses and sociological observation at the minimum. Right. I would have never found you if you didn't have the po- that out there. So it well, led well, to well, our interesting to conversation. You. Exactly. So that's what that, that's where you get. I mean, like, I find I have learned so much by posting ads on Craigslist and having people call in and. Uh, it's a, a place filled with a lot of interesting things, especially if you're the type of person like you that is interested in sort of that end of things too. Besides the sex, you like the good conversations or just the social figuring that out. You know the people. Stuff. I you know I I love hearing people's stories, uh-huh. uh, no matter what they are. And so uh-huh. you know, and that aspect you know, and what I do you know, it, uh, on an everyday basis, it does involve that sort of you know, hearing and uh, listening to people's narrative. And their life stories, and you know, the, the documenting them, and so it's you know, it's it's a, one of the interesting things. Like I said, put the ad out there simply for kind of getting some of that kind of response, just for my own you know observation, uh-huh. and you know. Well, that's what I do on my show. So, I mean, that you'd probably like so my show. So when, you, so when you called me, I was like, ah, yeah, okay, someone gets it. So I, I yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. You'd like to listen to my podcast and if you like that stuff, because that's what I do on my show. Like, I believe that like regular people are really fascinating if you ask them the right questions, you know, so um, that's what I do on every call. And that's why I like to not get any information about my guests ahead of time. I think I said to you via email, like, don't let's not talk because yeah. a lot of people want to go on and on via email. I'm like, I don't want to know. anything. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to get on a call with a total stranger and then the content becomes like me learning you know figuring out who they are and that's what people I like totally, to listen you know, to I, I get it I you know I, I listen to some of the podcasts before I call right. in so okay but, cool yeah, yeah well thanks for calling in and if you have any like interesting experiences coming up we'll have you back on because I always have repeat callers and well, um, I, if, I, if I have anything interesting or a follow up or like uh, if someone were to Respond to the ad. I'll give a follow-up on this one. <laughs> okay, awesome. For sure. Definitely. Thanks so much for calling in. You bet. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? 
Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.